That's the podcast that keeps you in the loop on all things pop culture so you can talk about it with your friends. I'm Courtney. I'm Shannon. I'm Andrew, and I hope I got that intro because I gave Courtney the thumbs up before I hit the record button. What? So. Oh. So hopefully right. we well, can... let's just do it again. <laughs> no. we'll, we'll fix it in post. I don't think that's how that <laughs> it's not a thing. I don't think that's how it For works. us, it's not a thing. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I just did the Taylor Swift episode. There was definitely post in that. That's true. I very much appreciate that. <laughs> Speaking of Taylor Swift. Yes. <laughs> Guys, unbelievable. We haven't even announced what the theme of this show is. I know, but we have to have an addendum. Yeah, we have to have an addendum to Taylor Swift because she has new beef. It was like an hour and 45 minutes. And 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 it wasn't long enough. It wasn't long enough. Apparently. And then then, we recorded it and then it was like, like I said, I had to edit in some songs and do some post stuff and I just kept putting it off so much so that now there's new beef. Yep, there's new beef, there's, uh, what was the other thing? Oh, like, there's that new beef with Kid Rock, and then there's the yeah. whole thing with her and Carly Kloss falling out, and, uh... Drunk Taylor meme. Drunk Taylor meme. Taylor yeah, meme. Yeah. This I week feel... was a very fruitful week for Taylor Swift's uh, news. But, but I feel like the Kid Rock one mm-hmm. is one-sided beef. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, yeah, it's like Kid Rock's like, yo, oh, she sucks, and Taylor Swift's like... I'm sorry, who are you again? <laughs> oh, that's right, you're that bow tipa guy. Yeah. Yeah. Kid Rock tweeted something about Taylor Swift only wanted to be uh, only wanting to be a Democrat so that she can get into Hollywood or some stupid <laughs> she like that. She chose cats. Like okay. <laughs> Obviously yeah. she doesn't really want to be in Hollywood if she chose Valentine's Day and cats. Her choices have not been the greatest. <laughs> Yes, this is true. Good heavens. And then I don't even know the Carly Kloss deal, but they used to be yeah. part. Basically, she used to be part of the squad along with many other supermodels. Yeah. They used to be Mad Love. And <laughs> no, there's Bad Blood. Hey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> basically, I think what what's being said is that something happened. They had a falling out, but both camps, like reps from both camps, are saying no. They're still friends, but like Taylor Swift didn't go to either of Carly Kloss's like. Um, wedding ceremonies from the past year and Carly Claus has been hanging out with Scooter Braun a lot so yeah there's that yeah she hasn't appeared in the squad for a while so there's got to be something up with that yeah so anyway okay we're not going to talk about Taylor Swift anymore (laughs) we've already at least I assume so two and a half minutes I mean, I'm sure she will come up again later in another episode, but because I can't help myself. But yes, but for today, uh, so today we are going to be discussing uh, Nickelodeon cartoons. Not all of them. Nicktoons. There's too many to talk about all of them. Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Yep. Yeah, we want to talk about some Nickelodeon cartoons because Dora the Explorer... Uh, Dora and the Lost the City left. of Gold. Yeah, it came, it came out, right? It's yes. already out. It yes. came out on Friday. We were going to record this one on Saturday, but then... I was sick, sorry. Yeah, so... No, I'm sure no one really needs us to explain the show to <laughs> go to that movie. I don't know. No, probably not. Well, actually, <laughs> we just wanted actually, a good excuse to talk about I've actually heard show. there are some like jokes in the movie that are oh. for... like people who watch the show so well does, does Dora at some point just turn to the camera and be like yes which way should I go actually yes that's st- in the trailer really? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, she, but doesn't, does she, she doesn't ask the audience for like but does she just sit there and wait for like 20 minutes no, in the she, film she, she, I guess at one point she turns to the camera and goes can you say delicioso 
And then the family is like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Why did you just pause? Yeah. So that's so, like a thing that she does. Pause for like 20 minutes. That's pretty mm-hmm. funny. While frustrated parents yell, Delicioso, just move on! Well, if you didn't make a mad rush to the theater for Dora and the Lost City of Gold, we'll now prepare you to watch it. Yes. Um, but yeah, if you didn't get what Andrew was just talking about with his many jokes, <laughs> I mean, like the one joke, really, just like, never mind. But anyway, if you didn't get what Andrew said, like, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry, because we're going to explain it in a bit. But anyway, so we're going to be talking about some of Nickelodeon's biggest cartoons, but before we get to that, let's talk about Media of the Week. Andrew, tell us about what you've been reading or watching or listening to this week. Um, so, oh, actually, so I, I don't know if I've talked about this. I think you may have talked about this before on the podcast, but I'm not sure. Um, I've gone back and I've started uh, starting with Harry Potter Day that happened a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I've been re-listening to Binge Mode Harry Potter, uh, which mm-hmm. is the Ringer's podcast about Harry Potter. They go into a deep dive on all, like, all over the Potter universe. That's been fun to kind of go back and listen to. I've already listened to their to their stuff once, but it was fun to go kind of go back and re-listen to it. Harry Potter always feels like a summertime thing for me. Yeah. So uh, that's been fun. Uh, the other one that I've uh, been watching and re- <laughs> deeply enjoying is uh, Dimension 20, which is College Humor's uh, uh, D&D, Dungeons and Dragons, Dragons uh, playthrough that they do. Um because they're actors and comedians and stuff, it's highly enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that we've been watching lately is called Fantasy High. Um, the first eight episodes are available on YouTube. The rest are available on Dropout uh, TV, which is their um, special app that College Humor uh, produces. Uh, it, and it's basically like if a John Hughes movie was transported into like the Upside Down. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really very funny. It like, is great. I love um, it. All of the characters have these... like teenage archetypes but like through the lens of like demons and half orcs and like uh magic cars and stuff like that there there's a there's a group of greasers at the high school who are tieflings um who are basically just the jets <laughs> from west side story um and they get into a big like, yeah, i can't snap well I'm <laughs> um and they yeah, they have like all this 50s slang they keep calling people like daddy-o and all this yeah. kind of stuff, and it drives the characters crazy and stuff. Yeah. So, aren't you kind of hoping that's what Pixar's onward is, like uh, a teen comedy, but yeah. in a D and D landscape? Yeah. Yes, that's what I'm truly hoping. for. That's what I'm hoping for. But the problem is, since I've seen this, and this one's really good, and I will warn you, there is like swearing and stuff like that. So, like, if you're if you're not into that, because this podcast is not, I just realized I forgot to edit out a swear word in our Taylor Swift episode. <gasps> But what it was a quote. Say? But it was a quote from Twitter. Oh, yeah. so um, well, that's different. Sorry about your ears, guys. Anyhow, We're not a clean since this <laughs> of all the things that could have been our explicit episode, Taylor <laughs> Swift. Well, and it was, and, and we joke. were talking, and it was because we were funny. talking about Marvel. How weird is that? Um, anyway, oh. uh, <laughs> uh, so like, yeah, if that's not your, if that's not your scene, it's like. Mature content and stuff. So if that's not your scene, I don't recommend it. But uh, if if Pixar's is like it, it's gonna have to do a heck of a job to compete because like it's it is like pitch perfect like teenage sadness, but also like bonding with friends and stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. it's it's really it's weird. really great. I thought for a minute you were describing the movie Pitch Perfect. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like key teen sadness and 
Anyway, sorry. Yeah. No, not not the Anna Kendrick vehicle. Sorry. <laughs> How about you, Shannon? Yeah. Um. So, I there are some late contenders for Song of the Summer 2019. Mm. Um, there have been a lot of good songs this summer, including Shawn Mendes. If if I can't have you, is that what that one's called? Sure. And I don't care by Ed Sheeran. But anyway, in a late surge, I have three songs that can now compete. <laughs> um, I was going to play clips of all of them, but that sounds hard. So let's just talk about a couple. Um, so Chance the Rapper um, released an album recently, and there's a collaboration on it with Death Cab for Cutie, my favorite Ooh. band. And so that's super exciting. It's called Do You Remember? Um, and it's kind of a nice summer song. There's a call out about Will Smith is the genie and Donald Glover is uh, in The Lion King. So very timely content. Um, but yeah, really like um, Ben Gibbard's little riff in there. Um, then there's a new song from Haim, who are three sisters who are banned. Um, there's a song called Summer Girl. Which is really cute because they revealed that one of the sisters' uh, partners had cancer um, a little while back. And so this was like the song she would kind of sing to him. Like, I'm I'm your summer girl. I shouldn't be singing. But anyway, she would kind of sing this little ditty to him. And Aww. that's really oh. sweet. I thought it was going to be a follow-up to LFO's Summer Girls from the show but I took her recommendation and I watched Fleabag and it was great that's that's pretty much all I have to say we don't want to spoil we can talk we about it more we don't want to spoil it for any Emmy content or future content on Fleabag I was just saying I, in the back of my mind just saving it for Think Party because it's yeah. the content I'm most thankful for from the last like five years it's yeah. so good it is so good I loved it um yeah cool okay let's move on we're <laughs> Um, Just await an Emmys episode and we'll talk about it at we'll length. Wait the Emmys episode. We've already also kind of talked about it a little bit, I think, for our last meeting of the week. Yeah. No, we talked about it with Emmy nominations, I think. It was Because I'm so stoked. Which actually may have, been the la- may have been the Taylor Swift episode now that I'm thinking on it. I can't remember. No. We talked no. about Marvel at length during uh, the Taylor I thought we did both. No. Uh, oh. I think we talked about the Rip Torn dying. I think that was that. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, yeah that was... My so mind connects weird things. 
Rip torn in the Emmys. R.I.P. Rip torn. Uh, uh, anyway. So, cool. Nickelodeon. <laughs> Let's talk about Nickelodeon. Um, when did you like first exposures? <laughs> I know, I feel like growing up as a kid in the 90s, it was impossible to avoid Nickelodeon. I had a Nickelodeon yeah. alarm clock. Yeah. Um, it was purple, and it had like <clears throat> these like tank treads on <clears throat> the outside, and then it had a snooze button, and another thing, it had like this green like lighty uppy part in the middle that you could turn the light on and off so it could work as a um, uh, nightlight, and you could listen to the radio, or it had this like really like next level annoying alarm that was like a countdown to like an explosion to reveille to like all these weird sound effects and stuff like that but it was just like it's probably the most 90s thing i could think of because it was like purple and bright green and orange and it was just like this weird misshapen thing you know what i'm actually gonna see if i can find a picture to show you guys because (laughs) it's like because if i type in nickelodeon alarm clock um into Google, I guarantee it's going to... Yep, there it is, right there. Number one result. Oh, yeah, I remember this alarm clock. I absolutely yeah. had that. There it is. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Um, I think we picture. still have that somewhere. I doubt it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we do. Really? Yeah, in one of our boxes somewhere. Please pull it up and post a picture of it. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, I think... I remember... Um, <clears throat> excuse me. As a kid, we didn't have cable. And so... There was this girl who lived next door to us who was, like, three or four years younger than me. So definitely, like, when I was six or seven, definitely not the age of kid that I wanted to play with. Um, But we went over to her house all the time because they had cable. And we would time it so that we were always over there um, in time for, like, some of the cartoons. But also, my favorite was um, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Mm. That was my favorite as a seven or eight-year-old. Which is weird now. <laughs> real edge, real edgelord, seven years old over there. Oh, yeah, Very you know. morbid. Um, got the yeah. morbs. Yeah, and then when we finally got um, cable, it was like, oh, these cartoons are amazing. <laughs> so yeah. Also, what was that? The one with Amanda Bynes. The all Amanda that. Show? All that. Yeah. Oh. No, she had, her, show she had too. her own show, but she yeah. was on all that she with Keenan Thompson. That. Yeah, all and that was Kel, so good. Uh, Kel Mitchell. That was his last yeah. name. Lori Ann. Yes. And it absolutely. was on every Saturday was, night. Like, it was like my SNL when I was yeah. a kid. Yep. Yeah. And they had Repairman, which uh, I believe was Kel. Repairman, man, 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 man. <laughs> yep. How about you, Shannon? I mean, I we always had cable. <laughs> um, my parents now own, like, every channel known to man, so we're <laughs> big into the television. But um, I'm from Las Vegas, a place where, in the summers, it is very hot. Mm. And even when you're a child and you have the whole summer off, it's really difficult to go outside and play because it is so hot. So I spent many a summer <laughs> just watching television. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I can't even think back how far. With Rugrats started in 91, so I have probably watched it since I watched TV. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah, same thing growing up in Arizona. You just, there's nowhere, there's nothing you can do. Except for play video games and watch Nicktoons, which is what I did. I'm sorry, guys. Wait, why are you apologizing? Because I grew up in Southern California where it it got warm. Are you kidding me? My summer's ruled. I got to play video games all day. (laughs) They also, we had a channel that was just Nickelodeon game shows, and that was my favorite channel. I just watched a whole day of like Legends Legends of the the Hidden Hidden Temple, Temple. Double Dare, Guts, uh, Finders, Keepers. I can tell, I've 
I know them all. <laughs> Legends <laughs> of the Hidden Temple's my <laughs> favorite, <laughs> though. <laughs> We're going to have to Gosh. have another episode Which one was of... the one with, like... Uh, I mean, this sounds, this sounds silly to ask, but which one was the game show that had all of the slime? They all had they slime. They all had slime. Uh, Double yeah. Dare had slime. Had Double slime. Dare had slime, but yeah. is it Figure It Out? Because there was one where a, a, a team of panelists had to guess... Like no. some secret talent the no, kid had, and, and if not, they no, got it was slimed. like it was like an obstacle course type. Yeah, there's double that dare, and yeah, super dare double dare. I liked that one. There's family actually, double dare was family my favorite. Dare. Oh, yeah, there's actually a video of me when I was uh, I want to say three. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just walking around in a diaper, and I can't pronounce super double dare. I called it super d double. And I was I'm like <laughs> and it was on TV. We were watching. I'm like, oh super d double, and I went, and then I ran to go watch it and hit a lamp, and my kid <laughs> and my older sister was watching TV, didn't even flinch, just reached over, grabbed the lamp, and set it back up without breaking eye contact with the TV. Like, she just, like, she just, I guess I must have just knocked that lamp down, like, all the time. Do you know Double Dare Live is coming here yes. soon? Yes. Really? I feel like we should all go. We should have plans that need to be set at a future time. Anyway. Um, but anyway, so we are... Like, a lot of these shows that we're talking about are live-action shows, but we are going to focus on the cartoons. So, specifically, what we wanted to do is we wanted to talk about six Nickelodeon cartoons. Um, There are lots others that deserve, like, airspace, but we're going to focus on six. There's one that I wanted to talk about, Mm -hmm. but then we realized it could be an episode in and of itself, which is Spongebob. Spongebob Spongebob Squarepants. The whole episode to itself. So, I was going to talk about that one. To explain all the memes around Spongebob, I feel like. so many. And, like, the Super Bowl bit where they wanted to sing Sweet Victory. Anyway. I'm still mad at Maroon 5 about that. I'm still mad at them. There's so, so many. But, um, so we're going to, we decided to focus on two for preschoolers, two for kids and two for like preteens slash teenagers. All right, so I'm just gonna get started with the preschool ones if that's okay. Um, yes. Yeah, I don't it is the, okay. <laughs> I don't have the patience to watch them. Yeah. Um, as I alluded to earlier. <laughs> so I'm going to uh, I'm going to start with Blue's Clues. So Blue's Clues is actually um, a pretty revolutionary. I mean, it's weird to say revolutionary when it comes to the, this show, but. Um, it's a pretty revolutionary kids show in that, um, so up until this point, the only real quality programming for children on TV was Sesame Street and Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. I was going to say, if you leave out Sesame Street, I will fight you. If you leave out Arthur from this, we will fight. Is Arthur as old as... Is it older than Blue's Clues? You know, I don't know when the Blue's Clues come out. I'm a little we don't Arthur. have to fight it's okay. this. Yeah. No, I, I mean, Arthur, the thing with Arthur is that it's a narrative show. Sesame Street is also a narrative show with some Kinda educational story, content, yeah. but it's like, it's not interactive, right? So mm-hmm. what was interesting about Blue's Clues is Nickelodeon wanted to have better programming for young viewers, especially in the mornings, because all of Nickelodeon's main audience was off at school during that time. They're like, we can make the most of this and make shows targeted toward preschoolers. Um, and so they actually took like viewing data from Sesame Street viewers, and they also brought in um, pre-K and like child development specialists, and they created this show, and it was the first cutout animation TV show. Hmm. Um, and so basically what that means is they took um, actual like cardboard and felt and like cut out the things and did kind of a stop motion animation with these cut out pieces. Um, take that to South Park. Yeah. <laughs> so it kind of looks like a kid's book, like one of those interactive books and it has lots of different textures and shapes and very bright primary colors. 
Um, and they want it to have a narrative form, but they also want it to be interactive for kids. So this is the first show where the the host, for lack of a better word, will like look at the camera and be like, do you see blah, blah, blah? And then like pause for the kids to interact. Um, Blue's Clues was the first to do that. And the other show we're going to talk about, Dora the Explorer, is notoriously famous for um, doing the same thing, but maybe pausing longer and being more obnoxious about it. Um, <laughs> just a little bit. Just, just a little bit. I don't, I'm not bitter at just, all about Dorothy. Just, just for the record, I looked it up, Blue's Clues and Arthur, mm-hmm. both 1996. There so. you go. Um, but yeah, so they wanted to have that narrative form, um, but they wanted it to be more interactive, and they wanted it to be um, like something that young kids in their stage of development could relate to and engage with. Um, and so as a result, we have Blue's Clues. So basically the premise of Blue's Clues is it's in a house, which is very familiar for many preschoolers. Um, and Blue is the dog. And he goes, um, I think actually Blue might be a she. Yeah. Blue's yeah, a Blue's girl. a girl. Yep. Um, and then there's Steve, who's the owner. He wears a two-tone green striped shirt um, and khaki pants in every single episode. Um, and so he's live action. Everything else is uh green screened in around him um but basically the idea is they play this game called blue's clues where they blue wants him to figure out something what they want to do today yeah what they want to do today or what snack she wants to have or like any number of things but she leaves clues with a paw print around the house on things and then he draws it in his notebook and then at the end Um, i believe it's called a handy dandy notebook (laughs) his handy dandy notebook um, and they, uh, and then at the end, when he has three clues, he sits down in his thinking chair and he thinks <laughs> about the clues until he figures out the answer. Um, and in the meantime, you know, they interact with, uh, with other characters like, uh, what is it? Mr. Salt. Mr. Salt, Mrs. Mrs. Pepper. Pepper. And their baby, baby paprika. paprika. Oh man, the episode where they like actually have paprika and she's a little baby. So cute. <laughs> um, yeah. <clears throat> they have like, uh, what is it? Pail and shovel, I think. Oh, There's yeah. the mailbox. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to <laughs> wipe my tail. Why? Because I want to wipe mail. I'm so happy we're doing so this episode. Great. <laughs> um, so much singing. And occasionally they, they'll do things like they'll pop into pictures, Mary Poppins style. Um, Blue yeah. Skidoo, Weekend 2. This is really bringing back some <laughs> I'm gonna I'm going to play just a little bit of the Blue's Clues, like the main song. It's not technically the theme song, but it's whenever they start a new game of Blue's Clues, they sing this song that explains what Blue's Clues is and what they're going to do. So I'm just going to play that here. It's very jazzy. Uh, very fun theme song. It's a good theme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like surprising, like I was saying, it's surprisingly jazzy. Like, surprisingly jazzy and like, I don't know. I I was a little bit too old for the show when it came out, but my littlest sister was just the right age. And oh my gosh, like I listen to this song and it's just like, I know every single word to this. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's Blue's Clues. Sort Send of. It. We we got to talk about Steve. Okay, yeah, we got to talk, talk about. We got to talk about. Well, now Steve. I feel bad that I even brought this up. No, well, he got. Well, Steve left in two thousand and two. I want to say. Yeah, he was replaced uh, by his brother Joe, Joe. right? Yeah. Cousin Joe. Oh, I can't yeah. remember. Uh, but he's Joe. Joe wore a green sweater with a, a lighter green stripe and dark green boxes in it. Uh-huh. Um, and he had a full head of hair, unlike Steve, which is <laughs> why, uh, reportedly, why Steve left the show. There were a lot of rumors about like drugs or car crashes and all that kind of stuff that went around. Uh, on the show, they said that Steve went to college, mm-hmm. uh, but then Joe came on the show, and it was because the actor who played Steve, Steve Burns. Um, said he was going bald and he didn't want to go bald on television TV. in front of a bunch of kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he stepped away from the show. Yeah. And it's being it's coming back now um, with an African-American host, I believe. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it coming back? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're making new episodes. Whoop, whoop. I think on Netflix? Uh, probably. Yeah. It feels like all the things we're talking about <laughs> have been revived recently or will be revived in yeah. some way. It's just that it's the 90s turn. Oh, yeah. To have all the franchises rebooted. So, yep. yeah. Um, but yeah, cool. Anything else? Oh, we have to talk about the fact that Steve was on. Was oh yeah, it? it was People Magazine's most eligible bachelors in 2000. He was there with. with he, well, he was on the. We need to talk about it because he's on the list with George Clooney and Ben Affleck. Like yeah. that was if kind you of, like, give me the choice <laughs> between George Clooney, Ben Affleck, and Steve. And Steve. Yeah. I will that, not be picking it's Steve. A th- it's a thousand percent George I mean, Clooney. I'm, oh yeah. yeah. Sorry. Sorry, look, ben, look, look, Ben Affleck was at the height of his powers in, 19, in 2000. He had just done Armageddon. Mm. And I think he was about to do Paycheck. So two quality <laughs> films that were coming. I think, I, think Paycheck, I think Paycheck was 2001. I don't remember. I love, love that movie and how terrible it is. Anyway. <laughs> Dora! Dora! <laughs> so Dora... Um, really kind of capitalized on the success of Blue's Clues and imitated a lot of it. A lot of kids' shows after Blue's Clues started to imitate the uh, interactive style of it. Um, and Blue's, or sorry, Dora the Explorer was no exception. Um, I'm going to play just a little bit of the theme here. <laughs> Stop it there. The most, the thing that I find most Jam impressive is about, about that is that they managed to find a chorus of children who all had a stutter and all could like <laughs> perfectly time that stutter. Dora, it's impressive. It's impressive. Yeah, so Dora the Explorer. I always want to say Dora the Explorer to make it rhyme, but it's not Dora the Explorer. As if you were a Kennedy. As if I were a Kennedy. It's Dora the Explorer. Dora, where are we going today? Are we going to explore the Arctic? <laughs> but yeah, so the premise of this show is there's Dora. Uh, she is a like a pan-Latina character. Um, so she's bilingual. Um, so it's kind of doing a little bit to like you know teach kids Spanish. So sometimes uh, Dora will be like, can you say delicioso? Great! Um, but uh, basically it's it follows the same kind of pattern as Blue's Clues in that there's a narrative. 
Um, and Dora goes around with her backpack um, and her her friend Boots, who's a monkey. Who wears, big who wears boots. Who wears boots, you know. Um, the literal things in the show are just so literal, it's kind of insane. So she, whenever she wants to go to a place, she pulls out her map. But in order to pull out her <laughs> map, she has to say, she has to sing the she doesn't sing the map song. The map, the map song. Maps, the map song. song. And I don't know how you don't know that because there's three words to the map song. Find the map, 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 find the map. There's three words. Find the map. And one of them is I'm. So it's not Dora who's singing it. You're right. Uh, and then she has like tools in her backpack, and in order to bring her backpack, she has to sing backpack, 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 backpack. yeah. Um, so yeah, she, uh, Basically how I sing about my day. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so, uh, Dora's oh, going along, and she, in order to get to her destination, she has three stops on the map that she has to remember. Um, and then she'll say, we have, first we have to go to the... Waterfall. Yeah, the waterfall. Do you see the waterfall? <laughs> it's left. It's left, Dora. It's to the left. It's to the left. To the left. Left. Which way do we need to go to reach the waterfall? Um, So, yeah. And then uh, other things that happened. She has a cousin, Diego, who... Who got a spinoff show. Who got a spinoff show. Sometimes sometimes, uh, pops in. And then uh, you're forgetting the most important character. I'm getting there. There's Swiper, Swiper, the fox, and Swiper's whole deal is that he wants to swipe things from her. Oh man! And so basically, you have like Dora has to keep her eye out for Swiper, and whenever they see Swiper coming, they say Swiper, no swiping. Swiper, no swiping. Swiper, no swiping. And then apparently he can't swipe things, and he goes on. He's a fox who wears. Like gloves a, and like a Zorro mask yeah. somehow and, and boots I think and it's just like dude you are a fox oh isn't Boots the monkey though he wears oh yeah, yeah no Boots wears Boots wears I'm boots, sure Swiper but I think Swiper also kind of wears boots from him probably um, probably Crocs swipe effectively <laughs> yeah. um my favorite part of this live action movie is that so the actress who plays Dora is in Sicario 2 Swiper <laughs> is voiced by Benicio Del Toro who's really? also in Sicario and Sicario oh, 2 wow. which makes me think that this is just a children's <laughs> version of Sicario which is not at all true Holy but I cow. wish that were the case because oh, I love that movie and it's so inappropriate for children. I wish. Yeah. I hope Emily Blunt makes some kind of cameo or something. I know. Like um, I so I actually did talk to a coworker of mine who has seen the Dora movie. I have not, but apparently in the movie she does occasionally turn to the camera and say stuff like, "Can you say delicioso?" And everybody in the show is aware of what she's doing. It's just like, "What is she doing?" And I guess her dad's like, "It's just a face. It's just a face. Just ignore it." Um, uh, and her then, father, um, who's played by. Michael Pena. Yeah. Yay! Which, he does not seem old enough to be her father, but I don't know. Um, and girl then, is like 18 years old, isn't she? In I her life. Know. Anyway, she's I probably not supposed to be quite that old. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, the other thing that I've heard about the movie is that there is an animated segment. Apparently, Ooh. they all kind of are high somehow. Drugged, probably. Yeah, <laughs> like they're drugged and they kind of and go on. They have this shared Can you say peyote? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they have they have a shared hallucination that they're all animated, so. Oh. Yeah. Because her cousin Diego's right. there, I believe, is one of the mm-hmm. characters. Yep. Not so, yeah. the first time that's happened in a film this year. Shout out Booksmart. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Cool. Moving on, tell us about uh, kids' shows, Shannon. Which two are you talking about? Yeah, um, so I was going to talk about Rugrats and Hey Arnold. Um, 
I'll start with Rugrats. Um, these are two of my favorites growing up. I was big time into Rugrats. Um, so yeah, um, Rugrats started running in 91. It was, so Nickelodeon ran for quite a while. Uh, let's see. It started in 1990, uh, 1977, um, the channel, but 90-91 was when they introduced cartoons onto the channel. So Rugrats was the second Nicktoon after Doug, um, which I should have talked about, but then it became a Disney property, and so I don't know. I love that one, though. It was a lot better when it was on Nickelodeon. Um, yeah, so around from 91 to 94, there was kind of a break in between, um, but then, uh, reruns of the show were successful enough that they brought it back, ran until 2004, so it's one of the longest running animated series, um, you know, aside from Simpsons, Simpsons. and a million other, like, adult <laughs> um, cartoons that have ran for a long time. It but. is funny, because Rugrats, like, animation-wise, it is very similar to The Simpsons. It was... Yeah. To me, it kind of seems like The Simpsons for kids. Cla- Klasky Supo was the animation studio who produced The Simpsons and The Rugrats for oh, the, yeah. for the, in the uh, early 90s. So. Yeah. So did they do The Simpsons mm-hmm. as well? Oh! Well, there you go. I did not know. Um, yeah, so Rugrats is about a group of babies and their adventures. Um, usually it kind of, I don't know, I compare it to Muppet Babies a little bit. Because <laughs> Muppet Babies also did this where, um, like a lot of the story was just what was happening in the baby's imaginations. And that's mm-hmm. kind of how Rugrats goes as well. Um, the main characters are Tommy Pickles, who, um, is this bald baby who wears a diaper and a little blue shirt. Mm -hmm. Um, then you have Chucky Finster, his best friend, who has, like, bright red hair, these kind of square purple glasses, a little shirt with a, like, Saturn or something on it. Mm -hmm. Um, he's kind of the scaredy cat of the group. (laughs) Um, then you have the twins, Phil and Lil DeVille, um... (laughs) And Angelica Pickles, who's Tommy's cousin and kind of the bully that bosses all of them around. Um, She has little pigtails and carries around this doll, Cynthia, who (laughs) is kind of the Barbie, but Cynthia has seen better days. And in this version, she's like basically lost most of her hair. And so she's just got little like bits of hair. Um, Yeah, so it's just kind of about their adventures. Um... I was going to go through, so the series was popular enough that they had three theatrical films, um, and each of the movies kind of has something that advances the plot of the show or then gets worked on the sh- into the show. Um, so first you had the Rugrats movie, which, fun fact, was the first non-Disney animated film to gross over $100 million nice. in the U.S. Um so that movie introduced uh, Tommy's little brother, Dill. And so after a couple of seasons, you have that movie, and then Dill becomes one of the cast. <laughs> Dill Pickles. Dill Pickles. In <laughs> <laughs> um, <and> that one, <laughs> babies, I, that one's kind of cute because Tommy um, is not thrilled about having a little brother and having some of the tension taken away from him. And so they decide they're going to take Dill back to the hospital. Um, in the Reptar wagon, so another like ongoing bit of Rugrats is their dad, Stu Pickles, um, is an inventor, but like not a very good one. Or, is he's it, always isn't he a toy inventor. Isn't yes. That, yeah. So he invents toys, and um, I don't know, is always like getting into trouble with his toys. <laughs> um, but he makes this toy called the Reptar wagon. Reptar is also the like. The Godzilla so the, of this. Yes. That, to, of this that Tommy's obsessed with. He loves Reptar. Yep. 
Um, and so all the kids get into the reptile wagon to go off to the hospital to take Dill back, and they all get lost in the woods, and they become brothers it's, it's, <laughs> and love in, each it's other. In the show, it's in the show where they go to, is it, or is it one of the movies where they're looking for reptile on ice? And they have the song, the reptar, reptar. Yes, I'm going to bring it up okay, here. Okay. All right, sorry. <laughs> I jumped the gun. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're okay. Um, then there's a second movie, Regrets in Paris, where, again, Stu, um, he goes to Euro Reptar Land um, to fix, like, this robot reptar that's in a show. Um, and so everyone goes to Paris. But kind of the thing of that one is that so Chucky, um, his mom died of cancer when he was really little, which is kind of heavy for a kid's show. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the movie, his dad ends up remarrying. Um, and now I can't remember the mom's name, but she is a little girl named Kimmy. So now you have like Kimmy is introduced into the Rugrats. Um, and the third one's kind of a weird mix between the Rugrats and the Wild Thornberries, yeah. which is yes. another Nicktoon wow. that I really, really love um, about a girl who talk to animals, but that's beside the point. Um, so anyway, each of those movies kind of advances the plot a little bit. Um, I was just going to talk about some favorite episodes of mine, because there's not like too much of a plot to the whole show. They just go on these adventures. Um, the first one on here was Reptar and I, yes. Sandra. Yes. <laughs> But, yeah, they all go to a nice show that's kind of, I don't, there's a woman who's fallen in love with Reptar, and <laughs> anyway. Yes, it's great. It's fantastic. That's a really good I love one. Um, there one. Someone's The Inside Story, in which um, Chucky eats a watermelon seed, and Angelica says that there's going to be a watermelon growing inside of him unless they get it out, so the kids, like, kind of in their imagination, shrink down and go inside Chucky to get the watermelon seed out. Every single cartoon show ever has done a Fantastic Voyage yeah. um, spoof at some point, every yeah. single one of them. Um, we talked on the show before, too, about Chucky's Wonderful Life, which is a spoof off of It's a Wonderful Life. Um, okay. Like, Rugrats, for a kid's show, has some real quality pop culture Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yep. all I wanted to say. It's come up multiple there's times. A, there's a 2001 Space yeah. Odyssey one. There's a there's... theory that uh, Tommy's actually a Time Lord from Doctor Who. Uh, <laughs> because he has a magic screwdriver that helps him get into a whole bunch of adventures and he's always <laughs> saving right. the game and stuff like that, so... Uh, um, yeah, there's a fan. Th- if you want to look more about it, just search for Tommy Pickle. To- Tommy Pickle's Time Lord. I will I'm sure that you'll... right now. <laughs> um, another cool one is Home Movies, oh. where sorry. sorry, did you want to? No, no, no. I just remember, <laughs> but it's it's fine. But <laughs> um, there's one called Home Movies where um, Stu, I think, is trying to show them like a slideshow of a vacation, but. Um, the kids end up like making slides on their own to tell different stories. But what's cool is they took actual kids' drawings and animated them, so it actually looks like kids drew like the stories that the babies are drawing. Um, there's a bunch. There's one where they go on a Vegas vacation, which I like for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite one, weirdly, is a Rugrats Passover. Um, that one's great. Yeah. So in the break, in between, like they kind of went on this hiatus and they weren't sure if the show was going to work out. Um, they released. A Rugrats Passover and a Rugrats Hanukkah special um, because the pickles are Jewish. And so it was kind of groundbreaking for the time that you had a lot of like Christmas specials, but not really specials that honored the uh, Jewish holidays. So yeah, the Rugrats Passover is really cute. A Maccababy's got to do what a Maccababy's got to do. So yeah, there are some recommendations. I just want to say the, uh, so I did Google like Tommy Tommy Pickles Pickles as Time Lord. 
there are Daleks in the show. Yeah, oh. there's, there's stuffed Daleks like, in like I'll a toy you. store. That was what I remembered. That was why oh. I was like, oh. Yeah, I remember yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Is that anyway. the one where they get trapped in the toy store? Yes, too? That's that one's one. great too. <laughs> anyway, cool. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what about the spinoff? Uh, all Grown Up. Yes. There's a spinoff called <laughs> All Grown Up. I, I remember the build up to that because it was like an episode of yeah. Rugrats and then it, it was so popular it got turned into a show. Yeah. But it was basically then, what, 10 years after they were babies? Yeah, or something they're like, like preteen age. Yeah. Um, Angelica's a little bit older, like in high school, I think, right? Yeah, she and Susie and, are like mm-hmm. are like 14 or something like that. Yeah. And they're all about I to that go to for a school. while. It's really yeah. cute. I don't have anything more to say about it, but it was really cute. Um, uh, yeah. Apparently, they tried to do one too. Oh, I'm gonna lose my notes on it. Um, but they started to do one where they're like toddler. It was like preschool days. They tried to do another spinoff. Oh, like Saved by the Bell. Um. When yeah. Went to college. Of them, well, one where they're like a little bit older, like toddler yeah. age. Um, but all grown up was more. Uh, just went over better and so they focused their efforts on that one yeah regrets preschool days um yep so there's those that's fun um and then hey arnold <laughs> yay this is my all-time favorite hey nickelodeon arnold. show is it really yes yay! um i relate a lot to helga <laughs> like did you punch guys I in feel, the face who were i feel like this came up yeah. in her... i actually i did punch a couple guys in the face <laughs> when i was in like middle school high school um, I also, uh, not for that, but uh, I also relate to her because when I was young and like pubescent, uh-huh. um, whenever I crushed on guys, I crushed like hardcore, like not to the point that I had shrines okay. in my closet, okay, all right. okay. but, but okay. I related to the sentiment. <laughs> okay, so to set it up... <laughs> um, so, yeah, this one started in 94, ran until 2004. Um, hey Arnold was based on, um, so the creator, Craig Bartlett, um, worked on Pee-wee's Playhouse and created these little claymation shorts. Um, I think it was Penny shorts. Um, but he was really popular for that, and so he created this other character, Arnold. Um, has, like, a football-shaped head. <laughs> Looks like the Arnold we all know and love. Um... And so we created these little shorts of Arnold that were in claymation and um, got picked up by Nickelodeon, decided to make it animated. Um, so yeah, the show focuses on Arnold, who is a fourth grader, which that's a lot younger than I imagined Arnold being for some yeah. reason. He's they, nine. They all act like they're middle schoolers. They, yeah. yeah. Um, but the, I mean, that's also like classic literature and TV. Like the kids always act slightly older than they really yeah. are because that's what's appealing to kids in that age group so totally um so yeah he's this fourth grader who's got a football shaped head and kind of yellow hair spreading out the sides with a little blue cap um it also looks like he's wearing a skirt but i guess it's just like a plaid shirt that's kind of yeah he's very grunge yes (laughs) um he lives in a boarding house with his grandparents um his parents, that's a whole episode I was going to talk about, but, like, were jungle explorers and went missing in the jungle, so he ended up with his grandparents. Um, he's got his best friend, Gerald, who kind of has, like, almost Marge Simpson-like hair. Like, yeah. he's got an afro that sticks straight up. Yeah. Um, and he's the keeper of legends, so throughout the show kind of tells these different legends. Um, there's a lot of characters, but the other main one, like Courtney said, is Helga, um, who's got this <laughs> unibrow, big pink bow. 
again, yellow hair and pigtails that kind of shoot off the side of her head. Um, she's a bully to everyone, but especially Arnold's and calls him football head. Um, but it's only to disguise her true love for Arnold. Yes. Um, and she does, she has a shrine to him. Forget, so the big part of the shrine is that she's got Arnold's head made <laughs> out of bubble gum that he chewed and she collected. <laughs> it's really disgusting. Yeah. Um, so throughout the show, she's like writing in her diary about how much she loves Arnold. I will also, I will also say the other thing that I related to with Helga is like, I was not a bully, at least I hope I wasn't, but like, I did have a tendency to like be mean to people that I had crushes on. So I get it. That's very true to life yeah. <laughs> in childhood. Yep. Um, yeah. So some favorite episodes of mine and they live in a place that's kind of, I don't know. It reminds me a little bit of New York, but I guess mm. it's kind of based on cities. Yeah, it's <laughs> in the cities. So they go to, they go to yeah. a public school. Yeah. Uh, yeah. PS 118, I think yep. is their school. Yeah. Um, so that leads into my first favorite episode, <laughs> which is Stoop Kid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so Stoop Gerald Kid. tells this legend about um, this boy, Stoop Kid, that will never leave his stoop and kind of taunts people from the stoop. Um, and Arnold, this is a real person, and Arnold then realizes that it's just because he's always been afraid to leave his stoop, and he, like, talks him into leaving it. Um, I think eventually he still ends up staying on a stoop, but... Because um, he keeps the name Stoop Kid for the run of the series, I yes. think. <laughs> stoop Kid's afraid to leave stoop. Stoop Kid's afraid to leave stoop. Um, and there's also What's Opera Arnold's, which is kind of a riff on What's Opera Doc um, mm-hmm. from uh, the Linny Tunes uh, cartoons. Um, but the kids go on a field trip to see, uh, the opera Carmen, um, and Arnold and Helga both, like, fall asleep during, um, <laughs> the opera. Arnold starts having, so he's crushing on this girl named Ruth, um, he falls asleep and has, like, is dreaming about the play where he's Don Arnold and he's trying to win over Ruth McCarmen. You're all so charming. Anyway, it kind of, like, follows <laughs> McCarmen's songs. Um, and then... Helga wakes him up, and then Helga falls asleep and has this dream where, kind of like, um, oh, what's it called? Is it Rise of the Valkyries? Where the she comes in and tries to win Don Arnold's instead. <laughs> um, so that one's really fun. Um, there's a longer episode called The Journal, where um, Arnold recovers a journal from his parents um, and learns what happened to his parents. Mm-hmm. Um the series was also revived pretty recently. I want to say it was 2017. Um, I haven't actually seen it, but they did a TV movie. I think it's Jungle Story. Yeah. Um, so they brought it back so that they could um, kind of resolve some unanswered plots of the series when it ended. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other favorites, Courtney? I love it all. Okay. <laughs> it's a really cute show. There are lots of episodes in which... Helga has lost her journal in which it spells out in great detail how much she loves Arnold. Yes. And then she has to recover it before Arnold sees it. Isn't that a big plot, too? I for, So there's a theatrical movie, too, that mm-hmm. they did, Hey Arnold, the movie. And doesn't that... It, doesn't he find out or she kisses Arnold or something big something happens with Helga yeah. and Arnold and that. And now I can't remember. I can't remember either. It's been too long. But, yeah. yeah. Cool. That one's cute. It has a very, like, recess feel to me, which is my oh, favorite I of the Disney ones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I loved recess. Yeah. Two heavens. 
All right, Andrew, what have you got? You're doing so like preteen I'm and teen, right? Doing yeah, preteen teen. So I'm actually going to be talking about uh, two shows that premiered on the same night. Ooh. Um, which is Fairly Odd Parents and Invader Zim. Yay. Um, uh, Fairly Odd Parents because I was going to talk about SpongeBob and then they told me not to ten minutes before we started. So sorry. I <laughs> the one that I remember the most, which is Fairly Odd Parents. Um, and then I was always going to talk about Invader Zim because it's one of my favorites and. Um, the movie Enter the Florpus is coming out on Netflix in six days. Yay! So, or three, seven, the 19th. So, <laughs> um, it's kind of getting a, not a reboot exactly, not exactly a revival. Um, anyway, first off is Fairly Odd Parents, um, which has a great theme song. Play it. I'm going to sing it. I'm going to play it. Okay. Timmy is an average kid that no one understands. Do, 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 do. Mom and dad and Vicky always giving him commands. The doom and gloom up in his room is lit broken instantly. By his magic little fish, grand as every wish. Because in reality, they are his odd, odd parents. Fairly odd parents. Wands and wings, floaty, crowding things. Odd, odd parents, fairly odd parents. Really mod, be pod, buff pod, hot rod, obtuse, rubber goose, greed, moose, mama juice, giant snake, birthday cake, large fries, chocolate chicks, do 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 Odd parents. Odd parents. He's looking at the most of it you were. Odd parents. Yeah, right. Most of it you are not looking at the screen, though, while you were No, I remember. Yeah, there was only a couple that I had. I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember the first one. It was really mod, and then pea pod, buff pod, hot rod, and then the rest of them. So. Yeah, it's oh, great. So good. It's, um, it's uh, the premise is that it's this uh, ten year old, ten or eleven. I think he's ten. Um, ten year old kid, um, Timmy Turner, um, who lives in Dimsdale. <laughs> um, uh, let's see, yeah, he's. I'm trying to look. I, I just had it. Oh yeah, he's ten. Um, who his parents are? They love him, but they're um, inattentive. Dumb. Well. Timmy's dad is really dumb. Um, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, and his mom is just kind of like, always like, kind of off and doing stuff. So he has a babysitter named Vicky, um, who's constantly there, um, torturing him. Uh, and he has these two goldfish that are actually uh, fairy godparents that grant his wishes. Um, but they're also kind of dumb. Uh, Cosmo <laughs> especially. One is not very dumb. Cosmo's really dumb. Um, and so... Uh, it's just kind of these escapades usually in the, uh, what happens is Timmy wishes for something and then hijinks ensue and therefore he has to, uh, learn a lesson about what he's wished. Um, and then he erases the wish and goes back to the way things were and all this kind of stuff. Um, it's really funny. Uh, the guy who made it, um, Butch Hartman, he is the, uh, executive producer. He was working on Johnny Bravo before mm -hmm. he went to this. Mm -hmm. Um, he also did a spin-off show, uh, Danny Phantom, which came out a couple years after that, which was kind of a little bit more for older kids and stuff. It was about like a kid who's also who's part ghost, um, who is hunting ghosts like and stuff like that. I liked Danny Phantom a lot. I thought it was cool. Um, but uh, uh, Timmy has these two friends, Chester and AJ. Um, Chester is actually voiced by Frankie Muniz for a while. Um, oh, yes. And my then, first love, Frankie Muniz? Yes. He voiced, he voiced Chester. <laughs> and then, and then on the show yet. By the Ooh. time that... And then Malcolm Noodle really blew up and he didn't have time, so he they brought in a replacement voice actor, but it was Frankie Muniz for a while. Um, hysterical. And his, friend, and his other friend, AJ... Or no, was Chester? I can't remember. Shoot. No, I don't remember which one it was. <laughs> I um, want to say it was the other I way. I think it was... 
AJ was the friends? No, they're both friends. But yeah. I can't remember which one was Frankie Muniz because Chester. Oh yeah, Chester McBadbat. That's who he is. And his dad was a baseball player who was terrible, and he had to wear a bag over his head. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, he he lived like he lived in a trailer park, I think, um, and he had braces. Um, that was one of my favorites. Was Timmy was telling Cosmo and Wanda that he was going to be more attentive than ever, and then Chester runs up and goes, "Hey, do you want to see me get my braces tightened?" And, and Timmy's all, "Do I?" And he runs out the room. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then uh, it it got canceled. It wasn't renewed by Nickelodeon um, in two thousand and six, and then a year later they actually brought it back. Um, they did a lot of crossovers with Jimmy Neutron, um, yeah. called Timmy and Jimmy Power Hour. Um, <laughs> they did a cut, they did a couple of those. Um, and then it actually ran through 2017. It's one of, uh, right Nickelodeon's on. longest running, uh, Nicktoons, uh, went for a really, really long time. Yeah. Um, bunch of, uh, films, either, either, um, animated films or at least on Nickelodeon. I think there were a couple of animated ones that made it to, um, wide release as well. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of this really fun offbeat show that was actually like, when you sat down and listened to it, it was really clever. There's mm-hmm. one episode where the entire town hates Timmy, uh, cause they think he, uh, made the town mascot a goat run away. And so they're all coming after him. And so he's in an alley and he's hiding and Cosmo goes, you've had a good life. Cause I'm only 10. He goes, I said good, not long. We fought this show a lot because they'll always be like, where did you get that? And we'll always be like, the internet. That's a running gag is that he, yeah, he Because the internet was so new. The internet was so new. And, like, he would just have this random stuff. And his parents were like, where'd you get that internet? And um, there was one one episode where Timmy wished to be rich. And so he was, like, super rich and cool and stuff. And uh, so he goes, where'd you get all these new clothes? He goes, "Uh, inheritance, uh, internet. Uh, I inherited the internet. (laughs) And so, I like, like the dad always going Dinkelberg. Yes, that is a meme. Yeah. The Dinkelberg meme. Um, yeah. He hates his next door neighbor Dinkle, Dinkelberg because he's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, there Very was a, Ned Flanders. Yes, yeah. Ned Flanders esque, and uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's just it, it was really funny. They brought in um, after it was canceled and then revived. In the revival, they brought in uh, Cosmo and Wanda had a child named Poof. Um, who was a baby fairy? Um, one of one of my favorite episodes is um, Cosmo's mom hates Wanda um, because yeah. she because she feels that Wanda stole Cosmo away. So one of the episodes, they it's like a this is your life type of show, and they show all this stuff that like um, Cosmo's been doing over his life. Like they have a there's a fairy who's kind of in charge of fairy world who's an Arnold Schwarzenegger parody. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so it's like him at the fairy Academy. He like, it turns out that Cosmo blew up Atlantis and caused the <laughs> volcano at Pompeii and all this kind of, like, he's been responsible for all these atro- <laughs> like natural disasters throughout the centuries. And so it was like, they were trying to convince people that like Cosmo d- doesn't like, couldn't be out there in li- life. He had to move back in with his mom. And so it was showing all this stuff about how bad he was as a fairy and then at the end, Timmy, like, they're all going to vote to send him back to mom instead of being with Wanda. And then he, Timmy grabs the microphone and says, well, do you really want him back here in fairy world with you? And it cuts to Cosmo and he's sucking <laughs> on his wand like a pacifier. <laughs> and they're all, ah! <laughs> they vote to make him stay with Wanda so he can stay with Timmy. Um, that's, like, one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty great. Um, 
Yeah, just a, just a lot of kind of really kooky fun. Um, you had to talk about Chip Skylark. Oh yes, and there was they had a, <laughs> there was a teen idol named Chip Skylark who was voiced by Chris Kirkpatrick uh, from In Sync, and they had a song called Icky Vicky because um, Vicky. Oh, Vicky the babysitter. Vicky the babysitter kidnaps or what? Hap- what I think what happens is <laughs> oh that's what it is. Timmy is super jealous of Chip Skylark because his parents go to the Chip Skylark concert and leave him behind. Oh yeah. <laughs> And Vicky's in love with Chip Skylark but couldn't get tickets to the show. So Timmy wishes that Chip Skylark was with him. Or he wishes that he couldn't do the concert. And so then Cosmo want to make Chip Skylark come to their house. And then Vicky kidnaps him and ties him up and stuff. <laughs> and so then he's got a song called My Shiny Teeth in Me. Like that's like his big song. is about how shiny his teeth are. And so then Vicky kidnaps him. And then he and Timmy start writing a song called Icky Vicky. Um, and then that becomes his big hit, uh, mm-hmm. after he's released from, cu- from Vicky's custody. <laughs> ah, so good. Yep. That's like oh. the only thing that, uh, Chris Kirkpatrick ever actually did. Sorry. Is that good think? Sorry. Insync is, Insync is great, so that's fine. Oh, boy bands episode. Courtney, oh, we have yes. to someday. Okay. <laughs> We're going to put it on the docket. Oh, yeah. No planning. <laughs> And um, love it! <laughs> oh, I, if we include Blink-182, I'm 100% there. Is that a boy band? It's, yeah, uh, it's an alternative does boy not band. Count as I a think, boy band. No. I think they're all an alternative boy band. <laughs> I love, and I say that with the utmost respect. I absolutely adore Blink-182. So. Um, and then the next one we're going to talk about is Invader Zim. Yay! Which is... <laughs> Radically different in tone, I'm going to go ahead and say. <laughs> can I just say, can I talk about my first exposure to Invaders yes, very quickly? Please. It was because of you and Steven. It was. So in freshman year of college, I met um, a guy named Steven. He introduced me to Andrew. And I remember I used to ditch class to go and watch Invaders Zim <laughs> with these guys. Mm-hmm. We loved of, it. Yeah. It was great. Um, I still remember when this show came out, they were doing a big, like, a new show, Invaders Zim. And on Nickelodeon, and they were promoting it. And I remember watching the premiere. Basically, the premise of the show is that there's this race of aliens called invaders. They're kind of bug-like. They're um, green skin, purple eyes, big purple eyes, and they're invading uh, the rest of the galaxy. And uh, they're kind of taking over everywhere. They're, and they send these invaders to go like scout the worlds and then take them over. And then they they are part of the Urkin Empire. They're the Urks, I guess, is the uh, alien race. But they base their system of government uh, based on who is the tallest. And so uh, Zim is very short. Um, and so he's not given an invader assignment. Also, he blew up hard, half of Urk once. Um, yeah. <laughs> because he's very passionate about invading. Um, and so as a way to kind of get that, get Zim away from them, they uh, send him off to Earth, which is super far away from the Urkin Empire, and they give him a really dumb robot. They're supposed, they're supposed to be this robot uh, named Sir, who is, uh, each invader gets one, and he's like an, an assistant and all this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But they throw together Zim's robot named Gur from the garbage, um, and he's... And Gur is really dumb. <laughs> Gur is the best. Gur is the best part of the show. Uh, as they fly to Earth, I believe it's like 18 months away, and Gur <laughs> sings a Doom song where it's just him going, I'm going to sing doom, the Doom song doom, 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 for 18 months yeah. um, until they get to, <laughs> to Earth. I'm going to sing the Doom song now. <laughs> <laughs> and Sim's all, Gur, could you please stop? Doom, 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 Doom. I'm done. <laughs> um, I like the one where Gur becomes the house. 
Yes. And uh, he like possessed he his consciousness gets wrapped into the house, which is basically like a giant robot in and of itself. Mm-hmm. But he controls the house and he wants to go get tacos and so he goes. Because he, so he uses a commercial for a taco place and yeah. gets up and around. So Zim builds a base on Earth, which is like, it's mostly underground, but it's like a house with garden gnomes and robot mom and dad <laughs> as like a front for Earth, for like to be like human. And uh, But he's got a huge underground lair with all these computers and stuff like that where he runs experiments. Um, a kid in his class is named Dib. Uh, who's a conspiracy theorist, whose dad is a very talented scientist, like a celebrity scientist on TV and stuff. Um, and Dib is convinced that Zim is an alien. Uh, he has a sister, Gaz, who's like super goth and uh, hates Dib most of the time. Um, and uh, <laughs> there's not a ton of... Like, there are characters, but there's also not a lot like the uh, the elementary... Or their teacher at school is named Mrs. Bitters. And she's like a snake slash bird lady. Um, she's a human, but she like slithers around and makes weird noises and stuff. It's like, it's a really gross universe. Like everything's really gross and grimy it's, and stuff. It's kind of the precursor of Rick and Morty, I feel like. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of in that vein. Rick and Morty's much more brightly colorful than Zim. Zim has That's a very, um, other than the pinks and greens of the Irks. Mm-hmm. Um, Earth is very uh, gray. gray and bland and brown kind of thing. Um, the people are very dumb and gross. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Zim just hates them and wants to take over the world, but is sometimes stymied by Dib. Dib keeps hounding mm-hmm. him and trying to out him as an alien, but I don't think anybody would care even if he were outed as an alien. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, yeah, it's just kind of Zim's. Uh, Sims trying to ingratiate himself with Earthlings to try to take over the world. Um, <laughs> Were you going to talk about the uh, the nurse one? Where they have to... So Zim is worried oh, yeah. about um, being found out that he's an alien because they're going to do like physicals or something. He doesn't, so, he doesn't have human organs. He doesn't have human organs. So he starts taking human organs from other students and people around him. And replacing them with ordinary <laughs> things. So like he yeah. ta- he'll take like... <laughs> He'll take, like, one of those, you know, those, like, cow things where you tip him upside down and he goes, uh-huh. He, like, takes a kid's liver and replaces that <laughs> with the kid's liver. And so, like, but then Zim just becomes, like, this huge monster. Because like he's got, like, he's, like, he's bleeding up because he's got all these kids' organs. And so then he goes to the nurse and it's she's like, all, what a healthy words. boy. And such, pl- and such plentiful organs. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, so the another one of my favorites is... Uh, Zim decides to get rid of Dib uh, once and for all, and he creates a time displacement machine, which allows him to replace anything in the past with something that uh, Zim wants. So he's going to send a robot back in time to kill Dib as a child. (laughs) But Girth winds up tripping and dropping a rubber pig into the past. And I believe the first one is Dib is racing on his, like, tricycle. And then his tricycle gets replaced by a pig. And then he winds up crashing and he has to be in an iron lung and stuff like that. And it makes him more and more sickly. Pigs keep popping up in Dib's past. And he keeps being traumatized by pigs. Like, he has a jetpack that he's invented, but then it turns into a pig. So he crashes and stuff. So, and then at, at... one point, Zim thinks he's finally got Dib. Like, he's like, this will finally kill him. This will get rid of him. But then his uh, 
Dib's dad invents a robot exoskeleton for Dib to keep him alive and turns Dib into this like, <laughs> like Terminator, Terminator. Type, like <laughs> giant monster who can kill Zim. Um, and so then <laughs> he tries, Zim tries one last displacement to get rid of all this stuff and he winds up accidentally replacing his own brain with a pig that has a note that says not to replace anything with pigs. <laughs> Um, I have never seen Invader Zim, so my uh only context is a song that would pop up in between cartoons I was watching on Nickelodeon around Christmas time, which I'm assuming the episode is like Zim is impersonating Santa or something (laughs) along those lines because the song goes... Bow down, bow down before the power of Santa or be crushed, be crushed by his jolly boots of doom. And my brother and I would go around our house singing this song with like no context of the rest of the show. Just jolly boots of doom. Yes, there's always a really like, so that one's, that one's from the most horrible Xmas ever. Um, that episode. Um, it's on the second season. Um, it was the last episode before it was canceled. Um, oh, really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's sad. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it, it, Gur and, uh, Zim are trying to make money, and Minnie Moose, Gur has a little stuffed moose that he calls Minnie Moose. <laughs> They're trying to make some money, and they, and they, <laughs> they don't get anything. Um, and then, uh, Zim notices all the fat men in red coats, are stealing all of the money because it's Christmas time. <laughs> and so he interrogates one of the people that he gets and he learns about Santa. And so then Zim creates a Santa suit that he can use to masquerade and, yeah, terrifies everybody and all this kind of stuff. So, <laughs> That's um, excellent. Yeah, there's, like, so much of Zim. Like, I always felt like um, the creator, Yonan... I don't know if it's pronounced Yonan or Jonan. I can never remember. I uh, Yonan Vasquez um, has a really bleak outlook on earth i think because everybody's really dumb mm-hmm. like all of humankind is really dumb except for dib um and everything's really bleak and stuff so yeah like the santa is like super evil there's a mcdonald's kind of knockoff um that's like it's super gross and stuff but apparently the meat is like super sanitary mm-hmm. uh because they make the meat out of napkins um <laughs> Because there's one, there's an episode where where Zim becomes a germaphobe because he watches like a War of the Worlds type show where the aliens are defeated uh, by germs, and so he becomes a germaphobe <laughs> and is looking for ways to like avoid germs, and he <laughs> finds true. that this like burger meat is super sanitary. He can't find any germs on it, and so he shows up to school the next day covered in this meat <laughs> uh, to oh, keep right. germs away from him. So yep. yeah, it's really twisted. It's not for everybody. It is not. Um, if <laughs> you were it, if you were a real moody teen, like, and you shopped at Hot Topic, then which I did, you probably would like Invader <laughs> Zim. There's actually a lot of Invader Zim merchandise at Hot Topic currently. Yes, that may have to do with the upcoming movie. I might have to movie, go back to there. But um, Gur is a fan favorite. Um, yeah, so. It's really, yeah, it's really kind of twist. I wouldn't go, like, it's very tonally different from, like, Fairly Odd Parents or something like that, which yeah. is kind of light and breezy and fun, and this is a little bit more, like, it's still funny and stuff, but it is very much, like, 
Uh, humanity kind of sucks. Which is why it's so funny to hear that Fairly Odd Parents and Invaders Zen premiered on the same night. Yes. Like, like a half so a, well, different. right next to each other, too. Fairly yeah. Odd Parents and premiered, and then Invaders and premiered. Yeah, that was probably a, a rough little transition <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> Teen Nick, maybe? Maybe. It was, yeah, yeah I mean, it, well, once, once Invaders Zen kind of ran Nick. its course, it was put on Teen Nick quite a bit, but I don't know, like... Okay. Yeah. I want, but yeah, like. Same as my beloved is told by Ginger. Mm. Um, and then I think one that we uh, should mention real quick is also Rocco's Modern Life, which was I don't know who it was marketed to because there were a lot of like adult jokes in there, but it was kind of like a kid. It was wild and frenetic, Ren and Stimpy esque, almost yeah. not quite as gross as Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, is Ren and Stimpy another Nickelodeon? That was yeah. Cartoon Network, I think. Oh, was no, it? It was, it was, was Nick. It was Nick. Um, but uh, it has a movie that has just come out, um, Static Cling, Rocco's Modern Life, Static Cling, which is on Netflix right now. Um, and that it's, one was really funny. Yeah, it's it's an Australian wallaby named Rocco. Um, <laughs> and he, like, I don't know, the world is really bleak there, too. <laughs> really surreal. It's called O-Town, which <laughs> just reminds me of, like, the boy band. Yeah, the boy band O-Town. It's not the boy band. He has this friend named Heifer. Yes. And then his turtle friend Filbert. <laughs> yes. And his dog Spooky. Yes, and it's all very just kind of weird. Um, looking at kind of Looking at who was on the show, um, it was Steven Hillenberg... Um, and it was a launching point for Tim Kenny, um, both of whom went on to uh, do SpongeBob. Um, not that after Rocco's Modern Life was canceled. Also, this is for Courtney. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some directors on the show were Jeff Swampy Marsh and Dan Palvenmeyer. Yay! Uh, Phineas and Ferb director. It always <gasps> comes in. Always comes back. Every show we do. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, but it does have a. It, it currently has like a. I, I think that Nickelodeon is kind of doing some soft reboots of these to kind of, kind of see what kind of buzz these will get to see if they could re, uh, resurrect some of these cartoons I think doing just yeah. like short movies just to see what the reaction is and everything Invader Zim has a real cult following behind yeah, it, it like it's it's a small one but very dedicated um, it's a smaller one than say like Serenity or Firefly or anything yeah, like that definitely smaller than that um, but very passionate fans passionate almost on the level of Rick and Morty fans, I would say. In fact, I feel like but there's fewer. a lot of crossover between... There's Invaders a lot of crossover, but I do think there are fewer Invaders Zim fans than Rick and Morty Yeah, fans. I would say that's probably true. Um, yeah, but if you do like Rick and Morty and haven't seen Invaders Zim, definitely go and watch Invaders Zim, because it's right up your alley, mm-hmm. I is. think. Yeah, um, 100%. I think it's on Hulu right now, Invaders Zim. Invaders Zim, I think yep. so, yeah. Um, oh, I think the majority of these are on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rugrats is, Hey Arnold is... Yeah. Rocco's Modern Life, you can't find anywhere to make now, yeah. which is just really upsetting because yes. I want to just watch some. Yeah, except for, the, reboot, except for the movie. But, so Yeah. Um, um, Rugrats is also, there's a reboot announced for that too, I forgot to mention earlier. Oh, so yeah. like, everything is coming back. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. Yay for my childhood. Hey Arnold's coming back. We already talked about that, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Or it came it came back, back yeah. Did it? I think that's, oh, okay. yeah, that was we, a couple years ago. My major takeaway from this episode has been that we need to get our kids watching more of these shows. Yes! We tried to get them to watch Rugrats and they weren't into it. We tried to watch the movies with them. Yeah, but to be fair, I mean, our, yo- our younger kid, she does whatever the older kid wants to do. Mm-hmm. And when we tried with Rugrats before, I think he was too young. 
Also, I, I don't want to... I think he would go for it now. I don't want to show them Invader Zim. They do love Spongebob. Oh, no, though. we're not going to show them Invader Zim. <laughs> they, do, they do love Spongebob, but Courtney doesn't like it, so I have to watch it when they're not home. When she's not home. So whenever Courtney's out of town or something, they're like, can we watch Spongebob? I'm like, yes, let's watch Spongebob. <laughs> and we're going to eat at the, ca- at the coffee table and watch Spongebob. We're not sitting at the kitchen table. Rupert's like is so imaginative, <laughs> though. Like, yeah, just thinking Spongebob back is. on it, reading about some of the episodes, like there's an episode where... All the Rugrats, they have a box and they keep like imagining one of them's like, oh, it's a rocket ship. And one mm-hmm. of them's like, it's wings for me. And I don't know. It's just like, yeah. I think there's, inspires kids to play. And There's there's cute. one episode of the Rugrats that I remember where Tommy is goes to the park and it's a super hot day. And he meets mm-hmm. like a kid named like Sadim or something like that. But he's like supposed to be like an Arab kid or something like mm-hmm. that. And this kid has like, he's got this like... Uh, it's not a bike, but it's like this, like, motorized... It's not motorized either. It's just this thing for him to ride. It's like a worm, but it looks like a camel because it's got two humps. Mm-hmm. And so then the Sadim or Sadim or whatever gets onto it and goes, hup, hup, and, like, kicks it, and then it, like, starts to... <laughs> yeah, and it's like, they're sun. trying to cross the park, but it's like yeah. a desert because it's so yeah. hot. And they get to, like, the basketball court, and it's super hot because the pavement is just reflecting all this heat. And so it's like they're trying to get a, and like Tommy winds up wearing his uh, shirt over on his head that's with like right. a, yeah. and stuff like that. I remember yeah, that one, remember and that I'm one. like, oh, that's pretty great. Like, <laughs> yeah, just kind of the perception of like how a baby would perceive the world being, but put into an adult context. I think is like it's really, is great. really fun. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, lots of good things y'all can go yeah. watch now. Go watch all the cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> Unleash your inner child. <laughs> Etc. Something. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, that's going to be it for us this time. Um, as always, follow us on Twitter at PC Footnotes or on Facebook at Pop Culture Footnotes. And check out our website, popculture-footnotes.com. At least for yeah. now. Yeah. We are probably going to be changing URLs soon. So. Ooh. What? Exciting. And be, yeah. And we may be, finally, we've been talking about it for a long time, but mm-hmm. conglomerating some other podcasts yep. into a big Big family. Mega podcast. Big old podcast family. Yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, Big things. Ne- next time we're talking about 1999 teen movies, right? That's right. I am yes. way excited now that I have seen Cruel Intentions. <laughs> oh, I cannot oh, so good, right? wait to talk about it. I have O-M-G. not seen Cruel Intentions yet. We're going to so have to good, watch right? I am so psyched, Dan. <laughs> 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 oh, boy. Oh, nice. Cool. Well, join us then. Bye. Bye. Bye.